0: Hello, my name is Sean Schaefer and welcome to the CityWire Wealth Manager podcast. In our first episode of the new year, we took a look at Google's prospects for 2021. I spoke with Christopher Rosbach, manager of Jay Stern Co.'s WorldStar Equity Fund, which has the big tech stock as its third largest holding. To keep up to date with the latest episodes of our podcast, please click the follow button on Spotify. Alphabet stock performance lagged a little bit behind other big tech companies in 2020. Um why do you think this was? And what do you think is in store for the year ahead?
1: Well, we at J Sternco invest for the long term. We look for stocks that offer quality and value over five, ten, and twenty-five years. And we look for quality and value in everything that we invest in. For us, quality is a company that has a strong competitive position in a good and growing industry with a management with a track record of value creation and a balance sheet so strong that it can weather any kind of adversity. And value for us is the ability to generate 8 to 10% or more over the long term. So Alphabet has more than delivered that last year and has done so over the long term. If you look at the stock price, it's up 32% year-to-date versus the S&P, which was up 14%. Uh, the communication services index, which is part of, uh, is up 22%. So it's massively outperformed that. And if you look at it over the longer term, the numbers are even stronger. It's up 66% versus the S&P and 38% versus the communication services. And over five years, it's 135% uh, versus the S&P and uh, 50% um, uh, for the communication services. So the numbers in absolute terms are extremely strong. So the comparison is really against some of the other very large tech companies like Apple, Amazon, Facebook, or Microsoft, where it is slightly underperformed last year. Uh, but we think that that is uh, an issue that uh, is a very high-class problem to have uh, because uh, for us, it's about the stock picking.
0: Of course. And what do you think is in store for the year ahead in terms of the stock price?
1: We think that uh, we think that the prospects for Google are very strong um, uh, because we look at it on its own merits instead of comparing it to other stocks. And um, if you look at it, then last year, it was weak because of the pandemic. Um, uh, and because of advertising dropping out because of the related consumer recession driven by the restrictions that have had to be put in place and that obviously have just had to be strengthened in Europe and uh, may well have to be strengthened in the U.S. as well. So it means that consumer stocks have been hit, and Google's main source of revenue is advertising. Uh, But still, it grew 8% last year when overall advertising uh, fell by 8%. MasterCard, for example, just reported for the holiday season over 40% growth in uh, e-commerce sales, So the basic underlying source of their revenues is strong, uh, but they've been held back by uh, the fact that it hasn't been growing as strongly as it has in the past, and that compared to the other companies, its source of revenue is perceived as being more vulnerable and more affected by the pandemic. So that's the bad news arguably for last year is the good news for this year, so we're very excited for it. We think that it has great potential to keep performing and to rebound, because we're seeing an an advertising rebound. You see it already in the numbers. Um, You'll see it when uh, the economy opens up again as the vaccinations um, uh, start to get traction um, uh, into uh, the first and in particular the second half of this year. And you're going to see gradual opening up in terms of uh, consumer uh, type uh, uh, spending and advertising and then especially travel uh, and related advertising, which is obviously completely uh, held back and will open up. So uh, we think that uh, the core uh, business will grow uh, much more strongly. The comps are very easy. Uh, because of the um, uh, revenue uh, setback that uh, took place last year. And uh, so the core will grow, in addition to which um, uh, Alphabet has the cloud computing and a number of other sources of revenues that we think will also grow strongly. Uh, So uh, between uh, this uh, rebound in growth, uh, the easy comps, and the very attractive valuation, we think it has the prospects of uh, performing very strongly.
0: And, and in terms of your, your price target for it, at, at the moment we're sitting sort of over the $1,700 a share mark. Where do you think that will, will rise to potentially?
1: Well, we have long-term share price targets. Uh, so as I said, we're looking for 8 to 10% or more over the long term. We think that uh, Google can be up more than 50% over the next five years and can more than double uh, over the next 10 uh, so, uh, those are the price targets we have, which uh, puts you at uh, uh, roughly 3400 uh, over the next five years. And whether it achieves that uh, during the course of this year or whether it will take longer, I think, is something that is less of a concern for us as long-term investors. Again, given that we're looking, I think, at a year in which uh, there should be a rebound in the core business, Um, and also a rebound compared to some of the other uh, competitors, including some of the top companies we talked about, we think that uh, it can be a very strong year for Alphabet this year.
0: Uh, You mentioned a a lot about the advertising business, and that's obviously the the core part of Google's business. Um, But what about competitors and and the social media sites like Facebook, Instagram? Are are they eating into Google's advertising revenue?
1: Uh, Well, they are. It's a competitive market for um, uh, online advertising and that's good news uh, because it shows uh, just how uh, dynamic the industry is. It shows how much underlying growth there is, but it also shows that there is strong competition, uh, which is a very important issue given uh, the scrutiny that all of the big tech platforms are under. Uh, So they can't be monopolies if there is such strong competition. And uh, so uh, that's, I think, one of the key points to make, but then if you look at it in greater detail, they do play in different markets. So Google makes its revenues on keywords and on intent. Facebook, uh, when it uh, goes to advertising, does it more on browsing and on suggestions uh, for people as they think about uh, what they might do and as they um, are targeted because of their affinities. And Amazon, which is the third platform that has significant advertising revenue, Uh, is uh, targeting advertising at the point of purchase, which arguably is uh, the strongest possible point. So uh, they're different. With Google, one of the things is that 20% of the searches are monetized. Uh, So uh, 80% are not. There's a lot more for them to do. Um, uh, There's a lot more advertising to shift online from trade marketing and promotions and shelf space. So the type of A&P promotion um, uh, that um, a consumer company spend and that is going to become less, less relevant as more and more of the sales shift Uh, from offline to online. Uh, And so there are a number of uh, revenue drivers um, for uh, overall advertising and for uh, the monetization of the type of uh, advertising and of traffic that uh, Google gets. Uh, So we're not concerned and we're happy for the market to expand and for
0: all of the companies to benefit from that. You mentioned that shift from um, offline to online. Um, Is that really a big opportunity for for Google in terms of digital advertising? I mean, we've seen people sometimes for the first time go to online shopping, especially sort of older people that might have shunned it before. I mean, how how big of a deal do you think that's going to be over the next five years, say?
1: Well, we think it's absolutely critical. So I think one of the key impacts of the pandemic is that it's accelerated some of the changes and disruptions that we've seen over the last 10 years. And none uh, has been uh, more accelerated than this shift uh, from offline to online. So as you say, it's uh, people, older people and uh, people who have not been as used to shopping online uh, who have shifted their behavior, but it's all of us who are now much more used to uh, making purchases that we otherwise might have done by uh, going uh, to a physical store um, and uh, having shifted to do it online because uh, there's no other uh, opportunity for us to uh, uh, to do that uh, spending and uh, Uh, to uh, buy the things that uh, we want or that we need to have. So we think that is a tremendous secular shift that is taking place that is going to benefit the entire industry. But I think with Google, uh, it is uh, the search. So it is still the case that 90% of all searches are taking place on Google and uh, that as you look for the types of things you might buy, that's where you start. And Google has a lot of, so that is the, the underlying revenue opportunity that they have. But then there's a lot of more things that they can do. So there's a lot of innovation uh, that uh, they can still work on. There's a lot of integration. Uh, There's a lot more outreach uh, to different types of businesses that are now moving um, online because it's not just the consumer behavior. It's also the businesses. Many local businesses that have not had an online presence are moving um, uh, online. So that's an opportunity. And uh, then uh, there is uh, the additional functionality that Google is working on and that can roll out.
0: Um, you've already touched on this um, slightly, but how much of a concern are antitrust cases, given we've had you know, claims already from DOG and European Union? Um, it, it seems to be the sort of greatest headwind um, against these big tech companies at the moment.
1: I think these antitrust um, and uh, other uh, legal cases are serious, and we have to take them serious, and the claims that are being made are important ones. Um, But I think that they are manageable, and I think they're unlikely to affect the prospects of the companies or the valuations. Um, I think we have to uh, distinguish between the antitrust issues and the privacy concerns uh, that are facing the big online platforms. Uh, Google is clearly uh, confronted uh, with both because of what they do. The big issue is that consumer harm is very hard to see because uh, there's tremendous benefit to consumers uh, in terms of... Uh, the, the availability of uh, the search, as well as of uh, the reduction in cost for all sorts of um, uh, e-commerce uh, that we engage in. Uh, and uh, the businesses are highly competitive, uh, so uh, the uh, harming of competitors is also difficult to prove. That's the issue that regulators have, and I think that, as you, we just discussed, Facebook, Amazon, and Microsoft um, are all fighting um, uh, for online advertising. So I think there's different uh, cases that are being brought against them. If you look at the DOJ case, uh, then that is a very limited case of the type that we've expected uh, them to launch. Uh, that is against the placement of um, uh, for, uh, uh, for Chrome um, as a uh, browser. Um, and search engine on uh, Safari, for example, but that uh, is part of the um, uh, cost basis of Google that is at up to something like thirty billion. They pay just Apple twelve billion for that placement, um, uh, so that it's the default search on the Safari browser. Uh, so it actually can be a benefit um, if that is uh, going to be identified as one of the things that is anti-competitive, and that Google has to stop doing. Uh, remember, that's something that the European Union has already done uh, many years ago. So. Uh, That's something that is likely to take place, but we don't think it will have a significant impact in any case. The judge has just set uh, the trial date for that for September 2023, Uh, so it's going to be a long time with a lot of data that's going to come out in the meantime. And the other types of actions that are being taken uh, against uh, the advertising stack of uh, Alphabet, uh, where it's about uh, the way that advertising is uh, is, uh, generated and is uh, processed and um, is in fact implemented, uh, that is, I think, even harder to uh, uh, differentiate and uh, harder to prosecute uh, because it goes into the very core of uh, what its business is. And there's a lot of benefit uh, that Alphabet um, is offering to advertisers, but I think it make, will make it even harder. So uh, what we think is that it's much more likely that this will go into the direction of settlements. Regulators as well are not interested in having decade long lawsuits that are costly and that have uncertain outcomes have to deliver results uh, that uh, they and uh, the politicians that are driving the want. So we think it's much more likely that this will end up uh, with settlements in due course and with fines that may take place but given the cash generation of the businesses and the fact that they're going to adapt what they're doing, uh, we think that uh, it's going to be something that uh, is something we will have to live with as we have as investors and that the companies will be able to weather as they adapt their businesses and generate the cash that they need to uh, in order to um, uh, uh, move forward.
0: So just before Christmas, we saw um, a worldwide outage of Google services. How has that impacted confidence in the firm?
1: I think in simple terms, it, 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 it hasn't. I think that uh, the, uh, there are uh, we have to realize that one of the bigger risks we have is uh, the safety and security of our online infrastructure. Uh, we saw the hack uh, that uh, appears to have been uh, perpetrated by um, uh, Russian uh, uh, state actors, uh, the extent of which uh, we do not know about and uh, we may never, given the sensitivity. So uh, it's something that we have to be uh, careful about. But uh, the individual um, outages, I think, are things that will happen from time to time and I don't think will undermine uh, the confidence either in the types of services that they provide or in terms of uh, the company uh, as an investment case.
0: How concerned are you about Google's profit margins considering the huge investments in data centers?
1: Well, I think that's, it, it is an important issue, but I think we have to distinguish uh, between um, uh, the capital allocation and the investment that a company makes into growth and uh, investment that they have to make that's defensive and that we should therefore be concerned about. We are in a world of intellectual capital, not physical capital. It's about OPEX, not CAPEX. It's about cash flows and not returns on capital employed. The companies that are getting disrupted are, are often the ones that have stranded assets. So we like platforms that have scale, that are profitable, that have a strong competitive advantage and where the moat comes from the business and the cash they generate, not the cash that they have to put into that. So we're not at all concerned about um, Alphabet and its profitability, its margins or its ability to generate cash. So uh, last year, they spent $13 billion on data centers uh, out of a total of uh, $23 billion in CAPEX, um, and it's expected to be $10 billion, uh, this year. That's a cost of doing business, in particular for the data centers for their core business as well as for the cloud computing that they're investing in. So uh, we think that these are incremental investments that are going to generate very significant returns. Uh, so we're very much in favor of it. If you look at the margins, the EBITDA margins are 36%. The operating income margins are 21%. uh, That's on a gross basis. If you add back the acquisition costs, then uh, the margins are even higher uh, because arguably that acquisition cost is um, uh, is, is an investment that they're making, so that makes them even more attractive. Uh, So we're not concerned at all uh, in terms of the investment that Alphabet is making into its growth both in uh, OPEX and in CAPEX. Uh, It's highly profitable and cash-generative, and we think it'll be a sort of foreseeable future. I think the question is much more, uh, what are they going to do with the cash uh, between the buybacks uh, and uh, the possibility of dividends? And I think one of the big questions is, uh, as uh, they uh, generate enough cash to reinvest in the business, are they going to start paying dividends? And is Alphabet, in fact, going to be one of the great dividend stocks over the next 5, 10, or 25 years?
0: What new products do you see Google launching in the next few years? Um I think maybe one of the biggest things that i I saw over the last year was um was the Stadia platform for video games. I think things like that are going to be a big push.
1: I think Google is a tremendously innovative company and in that uh, they're uh, developing new types of products and services in their core business as well as in uh, related uh, and different areas. So, Uh, We see a lot of new developments coming out of them. We think it's much more going to be about uh, uh, reinvestment and product innovation in the core. And so one of the key areas we think is in local. Uh, So it's a huge growth area for them where they can promote small and local businesses uh, that are now coming online, as we said, as a result of uh, the changing consumer behavior and the issues that we've had that we think are likely to stay with us. Uh, in terms of the way that uh, that people consume and businesses uh, go about what they do. And uh, they have tremendous opportunity to engage with them, to reach out to them, uh, to provide services to them, and to also offer them to us as consumers. Uh, for example, on maps, where there's a tremendous opportunity uh, to provide uh, much more specific and uh, helpful information based on location and with integration of services that allows us to identify what we want and where we can get it. And uh, so uh, we think that that's a a main area where we're going to see a lot of product innovation that's going to come out of them. So things like pins and uh, uh, maps for business and so forth. Uh, We also think there are uh, other areas. So Stadia is a very nice idea. We own Activision Blizzard and are uh, big believers uh, in um, uh, online gaming and streaming of content. Um, But we think that the the streaming of those kinds of games is, uh, frankly, a long way off and uh, is an area that I think uh, all of the big platforms are working on, but we don't think it's going to be a big driver.
0: Clearly, you have high conviction in a couple of big tech stocks. And what concerns do you have that this big tech bubble will burst at at some point?
1: Um, Well, I think that's a question basically of the very first premise, uh, which is, is it a bubble in the first place? And so uh, we don't think it is. And that's both for uh, and that's for fundamental reasons. So um, it bears no comparison to the situation that we had uh, in the early two thousands when we talked about the first uh, tech bubble. Because now we're talking about businesses that are a core part um, uh, of the global economy and of uh, the way that uh, consumers and businesses um, go about what they do. Uh, there's also business, they also have uh, very significant revenues and profitability. So they're generating tremendous amounts of cash. Uh, as opposed to the situation that we had uh, the last time around. Uh, And uh, finally, uh, the valuations are attractive. Uh, So they're not at all out of line uh, with the types of uh, revenues and uh, profitability and growth prospects um, uh, that these companies have. So uh, we don't see uh, a bubble uh, that's out there. Uh, That does not to say that there's not companies uh, that are highly valued or in some cases overvalued. Uh, We like platforms. Uh, We like hardware, not software. As I said, we like companies whose competitive advantage comes from the nature of their business and not from the cash that they have to spend. So that means uh, we like some of the very large tech companies uh, and not others. And so um, uh, we think that uh, there are certainly companies out there that are overvalued, but they always will be. But if you look at the big platforms uh, that we own, uh, which are Alphabet, which are Facebook, uh, which are Amazon, uh, among the very largest, and uh, which are, for example, Activision Blizzard. Uh, or Adobe among uh, the smaller software or service type companies uh, then we think that they are very attractively valued um, and and they have uh, great prospects from uh, the basic revenues uh, and uh, opportunities that they have uh, as well as um, uh, where they're currently priced so we think that uh, they have the prospects of uh, to generate very significant value going forward um, and are not concerned about any kind of bubble bursting
0: Christopher thanks so much for speaking to me today
1: Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.